The Bike Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. All support you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. All support you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all of your favorite NFL props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. All support you by SoBet. Sign up and bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at sobet.io slash SGPN. That's sobet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gaon is one of the most exciting heavyweight matchups in the history of the UFC. In Francis Ngannou, you have a destroyer. Oh! Ngannou closes the show! A terrifying, intimidating champion. A dominator. A man who has the most ferocious power that I've ever witnessed in the history of the heavyweight division. Oh, oh that's it. It's over. Rosenstrike is out! Since day one, the goal was to become world champion. I'm proud about myself because I always keep going. I never quit, never give up. Oh! Stunned him. Stipe's in big trouble. Stipe back to his feet, eats another uppercut. Knocked out for Ngannou. Oh! Out cold. Oh, my gosh! Francis Ngannou finally breaks through and becomes the undisputed UFC heavyweight champion. But then Cyril Gaon came upon the scene, and we saw striking and movement the likes of which we had never seen before. Oh! Huge shots from God! I mean, that was so fast. He's light on his feet. He moves like a welterweight. He is the most technically adept heavyweight striker the sport has ever seen. This man is a quick learner, and he has become one of the best heavyweights in MMA. This is a new style. I got the best foot for it. I can finish the fight on my feet and in the ground game too. Everything is possible with me. When you saw the way he moved against Derek Lewis, you had to think, who could stop this guy? Who could stop that movement? Lewis covers up, and that is it! The interim UFC heavyweight champion, Sid Ogon! Siri moves like nobody else, but there's only one thing who can happen if I connect him. I'm gonna knock him out. But I have mine. I have more skills than him, and we're gonna win this fight. Oh, and he gets the tap! Wow! What we have here is an amazing matchup for the biggest prize in all of combat sports. Because make no mistake about it, the heavyweight champion of the UFC is the greatest combat sports athlete alive. And right now, it's Francis Ngannou. And the biggest threat we have ever seen to his dominance in this sport is Cyril Gaon.
You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter. That's at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow my Twitter account. I am at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. I'm also at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. That is the Twitter account for the BetMUFC podcast on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. All things dedicated exclusively to betting on Manchester United. And to get all of my additional content, head over to LockBetting.com. That's LockBetting.com. I have guided my clients to 103 months in a row of Transband Trap Profit, and I'm well on the way to month number 104 after another strong performance in the NFL. So far this season, we have 16 winning weeks out of 19. We only have three losing weeks on the season, and we are bolstering our January P&L with all of our successful futures. We had very, very good futures. We just had a very good season in the NFL, so if you want to be a part of that, head over to LockBetting.com, the service that's provided 103 months in a row of transparent track profit, and I am legitimately undefeated every single month in sports gambling for eight and a half years. Um, also get all of my soccer picks there, all of the sports I cover, NBA, and of course the full card for tonight's UFC card here, which will be headlined by Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gunn. If you want to check out the P&Ls, they're all available on the lockbetting.com site, but if you just want to go to the at SGP Soccer Twitter account, that's at SGP Soccer, the pin tweet is the PL for the previous month. So have a look, have a look what kind of units we do, have a look at what kind of bets that we make, see if it's for you. That month in particular is a very, very good one. We landed just shy of 42 units of profit. That 42 units is nearly £4,200, which converts to over $5,500 just for the month of December. So we really did finish 2021 strong. And we're looking for a good start here to 2022. We're well on our way with what we've done so far in January. We've been very good in soccer, NBA, and of course, as I mentioned, the NFL as well. We're looking for a good night tonight with the UFC card here for UFC 270. We'll begin tackling this card with the main event. It's a massive heavyweight contest here to determine the baddest man on the planet as Francis Ngannou defends his heavyweight crown against Cyril Garn. Francis Ngannou and Garn were both priced up at 10 to 11, minus 110 pick and prices when the lines opened. And now the money has gone down on Cyril Garn. He's all the way out to minus 150, four to six here. So he's become a pretty strong favourite in this fight with Francis Ngannou available at six to five, plus 120. Looking at the other markets here, if you're going to bet Ngannou, you may as well bet him to win via a knockout instead of getting 6-5. You are getting 6-4 plus 150 on that outcome. The submission is 25-1 to one, and the decision is 12-1. to one. More routes to victory here for Cyril Garn. He is available at 5-2 to two to win via TKO KO. 9-1 submission and also 5-2 to two to win this via a decision. Looking at the round markets here, Francis Ngannou is available at 7-2 to two to win it in round one and 13-2 to two round two. Everything else is 16-1 to one or bigger. Cyril Garn is a more even spread, round one, 7-1, round two, 8-1, round three, 11-1, round four, 16-1, and he's 20-1 for round five. That's interesting to me because I actually like 
the the middle rounds a little bit more round two round three round four something like that if I was going to be taking Cyril Garn more on that shortly the total round markets here We'll start with the over 1.5. That's available at 4 to 7, with the under 1.5 available at 5 to 4. Uh, under 2.5 rounds is available at 8 to 11, and over 2.5 rounds is even money. It's under 3.5 rounds here at 1 to 2, over 3.5 rounds at 6 to 4, under 4.5 rounds at eleven at, at 4 to 11, sorry, and over 4.5 rounds at 2 to 1. And a fight to go the distance, yes, 23 to 10, and no is available here at two to five. For me, I like Cyril Garn to win this fight from the moment that it was announced that this was going to be the main event for this pay-per-view. However, there comes a point with every single bet where the value tends to go away. And I think we're almost there with this fight. The value is now shifting to Francis Ngannou as the play as opposed to Cyril Garn, who I actually think will win the fight. Of course, there's a clear route to victory for Ngannou. I think the way that you bet that is instead to take uh, Francis Ngannou via the TKO KO in round one and the TKO KO in round two, instead of taking him here outright on the money line, because that doesn't provide you as much value when you can take both of these outcomes. I don't think Ngannou is winning this fight outside of the first seven and a half minutes. So for me, it's a very, very clear handicapping situation. I can almost bet this to the point where I can guarantee myself a return by having a big play on Cyril Garn and then working out what I need to do with Ngannou to make sure I don't lose a penny on Cyril Garn if Ngannou gets the win. So that would basically be taking Cyril Garn on the money line for a certain amount of money and then covering any potential losses by betting the correct amount on um, Ngannou to win in round one via TKO, and Ngannou in round two via KO-TKO as well. Don't forget, when you do bet this, make sure that you bet the entire prop. Don't just bet Francis Ngannou in round one and Francis Ngannou in round two, because he's not going to submit this guy. He only has one route to victory. You'd get a lot more value doing it that way. Francis Ngannou by a TKO stoppage in round one goes up to four to one and Francis Ngannou via TKO or KO stoppage in round two goes up to eight to one. So you can see there is a lot more value doing that doing it that way with round one being at seven to two and round two being at thirteen to two. You're getting a little bit more of a return for eight to one. And the other outcomes, quite frankly, any other route to victory in those rounds is impossible for Ngannou here, in my opinion. So as I said, it's a difficult fight to call. I do think the value is starting to move away from Cyril Garn, who I do think wins the fight. But it's basically going to be Ngannou via a knockout early on, or it's going to be Cyril Garn down the stretch. The reason I think that is because Garn is more technical striker. He's got better cardio because he's lighter on his feet. He throws a lot of kicks. He can actually win this fight on the scorecards. Ngannou's equalizer is his power. But if Cyril Garn avoids that shot, and he's able to avoid that shot mainly in the first seven and a half minutes when there's more power in that punch, 
he is going to win this fight down the stretch. You could take this as an in-play strategy as well. You could just have Ngannou in rounds one and two. And if there is no knockout, you could take Cyril Garn in play. But obviously, the bookies are going to be aware of this. If Garnet is surviving um, Ngannou's attacks, then um, he's obviously going to start becoming a stronger favourite on the books the longer he stays in there. What I will watch out for, though, whereas I am quite adamant that Ngannou's only got seven and a half minutes to get it done... If Cyril Garn isn't making Ngannou tired, if Ngannou isn't throwing the shots, if it's patient, if it's a big, big standoff, then obviously Ngannou is going to be conserving more energy. Therefore, it allows him to coast a little bit more into those middle rounds. If that's the kind of fight we see, suddenly there's really good value on over two and a half rounds. That's just two and a half minutes short of the championship rounds here. That one is available at even money. And as I said, the only reason I like that is if we see a chess match, of course, um, Cyril Garn wants to avoid that big shot. But if Ngannou's doing nothing and he's not trying to throw that shot and he's being patient and these two guys are just very, very wary of each other, which they could be because they have previously sparred together, then this could be a very, very boring night where the two guys are just intimidated with each other and aren't making a commitment to end this fight with Ngannou not knackering himself out and being a lot more fresher than he's been in previous fights coming into those middle rounds. Obviously, he would have learned from the defeat against Stipe Miocic where he gassed out basically after one round and Miocic was able to dominate the fight and beat Ngannou when he did beat him. So, very, very interesting fight. Despite that analysis, for me, I do still think it only plays out one way. It's going to be Ngannou early. Otherwise, Cyril Garn's going to take him apart down the stretch. And I still think that's going to happen. But once again, I will reiterate, I am wary of the line value going. I love this play at 10 to 11. I wish I'd put it out to my clients. I wish I was able to do a podcast earlier. But unfortunately, now it's a 4 to 6 minus 150. I still just about like it at that price. But um, the value is moving away. If it gets to anything like minus 160, minus 165, minus 170 later on, I would probably avoid playing that. And I would just simply go for Ngannou via TKO KO in the first two rounds and hope that you can cash that play and hope that people are wrong for piling on their money here on Cyril Garn to walk away as the heavyweight champion tonight. It's, it's interesting to see how much of a distraction Ngannou's contract issues are going to be. He is talking about this being his last fight for UFC. He's talking about boxing elsewhere, taking boxing fights against uh, Tyson Fury and other heavyweights. I usually find in sports, when you're talking about other sports and your head is elsewhere, that's usually a recipe for disaster. All of the greats in UFC have always been beaten when they started getting too distracted. We saw Conor McGregor get distracted by boxing. He went and lost to Floyd Mayweather. He came back. It was never the same fighter. Ronda Rousey started taking numerous commitments just before she took got taken apart by Holly Holm. She was talking, uh, talking about Hollywood. Well, she was in Hollywood. She was talking about doing a stint with the WWE and then she got beaten and ended up in the WWE anyway. So, what you want is when you're betting, betting on people is for them to be totally focused on what's coming ahead. I don't know if Ngannou is doing that. Obviously, the UFC's preference would be for the guy under contract, which is Cyril Garner, to win this fight because we really don't know what the situation of Ngannou is. They don't want him walking out as the UFC champion. That sounds very wrestling-like. That sounds like a CM Punk storyline when he tried to walk out of the, or in the storyline, walked out of the WWE with the WWE Championship. But that's a real situation. This isn't WWE. This is UFC. This is MMA. And uh, there's a real possibility that Ngannou could win 
dub the title and then we will be crowning a new champion with Ngannou walking out of it undefeated. I would be stunned if that happened, not just because I like Cyril Ngannou to win this fight, but if Ngannou does pull it out, obviously there has to be some big contract negotiations and uh, Ngannou has all the power in that situation. I actually don't think that Dane is going to let him walk out here with the title. So very, very interesting situation. It's almost more interesting if Francis Ngannou wins the fight. So this is going to be a fascinating one tonight in your main event for UFC 270. Up next, we move on to the co-main event. Another fascinating contest, a rematch as Brandon Moreno takes on Davison Figueroa. Proudly repping Tijuana, Mexico. Here is the number one ranked flyweight contender, Brandon Moreno. The first fight was a draw. He believes he can win tonight. But what Figueroa has is that one-shot power. Really feels like he has something to prove after that first fight. Oh, look at right this. Take down. Brandon Moreno gets him down. A little he high. He's got, he's, he's got, got the hooks. hooks. Oh, he's under the chin. He's under the chin. In the first fight, we saw the aggressive and crazy Figueroa, right? In the second fight, we saw the a kind of smart Figueroa running around the octagon. But right now, I'm on fire. And I don't know what Figueroa is doing right now, but I, I don't care, man. I'll be prepared for him. Eu encontrei uma família que tem me abraçado. Eu vou fazer esse camp todo aqui. O Bruno Moreno já morou aqui, já treinou aqui. Bom, ele treinou com o Serrudo, ele traiu o Serrudo. E é em cima disso que eu falei com o Serrudo. Eu vou trazer a cabeça dele. Davison gets it done in the first round. I'm waiting for a better Figueiredo than the first and second fight. He was all this aura he's invincible. But he's not invincible. Definitely, no. And I show that to the world. And if I need to kill this guy again, I will. So looking at the market for this third fight in the trilogy, 
Brandon Moreno is the favourite here at 4-7. to seven. Davison Figueroa is available here at 11-8. to eight. Looking at the method of victory market, Moreno is 9-2 to two to finish this via TKOKO. It's 3-1 to one via a submission and it's 9-4 to four via a decision. And Figueroa has big prices across the board. He's 4-1 to one via TKOKO. 8-1 to one to find a submission and 5-1 to one to get this one via a decision. Looking at the total round markets here, over one and a half rounds is priced up at two to five. Under one and a half rounds is priced up at 21 to 10. Over two and a half rounds is at four to six minus 150, with under two and a half rounds at six to five plus 120. The 10 to 11, 10 to 11 minus 110 minus 110 line here is over three and a half. So that's the middle point of the fight. Over three and a half, 10 to 11. Under three and a half, 10 to 11. Then we have over four and a half rounds at six to five with under 4.5 rounds at eight to 13. And will the fight go the distance? Yes, six to four plus 150. And no is available at one to two minus 200. So this is a trilogy fight. This should be the last fight between these two guys. And as much as in a trilogy fight, you want to take the underdog because obviously they got to three fights because the first two fights didn't answer the question as to who was the better fighter. And I would argue that if Davison Figueroa wins it and they're at one, one and one, then you would have to find a fourth fight. You would have to deliver a fourth fight. I don't think it's going to be that way. As I said, despite the fact I would like to take the underdog here in this spot because this is a trilogy fight and it's a trilogy fight for a reason. I think Moreno gets it done based on what I saw in the last fight. The first outing was a draw, but the second fight was a pretty dominant victory for Moreno. The main difference in the second fight was that Moreno didn't let Figueroa lead the dance on the feet. And Figueroa looked a little bit lost. I don't know if that was a particularly poor performance. And that's probably the worst version of Figueroa that we could see. But I anticipate Moreno utilizing his jab and leg kicks and settling the trilogy here tonight. So I think Moreno on the money line is the way to play this fight. If you're looking at the, the totals, I do like this to go over the 3.5 rounds. Reason being is that these guys are seeing each other for the third time. They know the, the traps they're trying to set. They know what to avoid. I mean, by three fights at this level, you are completely scattered up on the opponent. And obviously, each man is going to be looking to bring something different to the table. But that's going to be difficult to do. It's going to be difficult for this fight to live up to what happened in the first couple of fights. And you could see somewhat of a stalemate. You could see some sort of hesitancy. You could see people, uh, both these guys, cancelling each other out. That's what you tend to see really when fights get to this trilogy stage. I mean, there are exceptions, but I do think this one does get past that 3.5 round mark and sees the championship round. So I think there's value there on the over at minus 110, 10 to 11. And I also lean on Figure on Moreno, sorry, to do enough to get himself the win, ending this rivalry at the trilogy point and leaving no need to see this 
fight for the fourth time. Usually we close out with a lock on these shows. However, we've only covered two fights here, the main event and the co-main. And actually, I don't see a one-unit play there. Now, you could go with my recommendation of betting Cyril Garn to win the fight and taking some cover, taking some hedges on Nganu via TKO KO in round one and TKO KO in round two. I'll let you do the maps with that one. If you were betting $300 on Cyril Garn, you would make a $200 profit. You'd get $500 back and you'd make a $200 profit. So if you're happy just to walk away with a one-unit profit, then I would take a three-unit bet on Cyril Garn and I would find a way to hedge the additional $100 on early Nganu outcomes. And therefore, you are guaranteeing yourself a profit but you have to, you're going to have to spend $400 to get $500 back. It all doesn't seem worth it to me. I can't see the fight playing out another way at the same time, but there is much better things you can do. There are much better minus 400 plays that you can find because that's essentially what this hedging is converting this 4 to 6 minus 152 because you're having to outlay $400 to win $500 back. So for me, there are better ways of doing that. So I would be looking to invest in Francis Ngannou in rounds one and two via TKO KO. I'd also take Cyril Garn in round two because Ngannou could completely gas and he could go for it early on, empty out his tank and leave Cyril Garn an opportunity to finish him late in his second. I'd also put money on Garn in rounds three or four. I think if it gets to five, He'll probably just coast on his feet and let it get to the scorecards and win the championship that way. Um, there are one-unit plays I like here on the main card. It isn't a case of there are no one-unit plays. It's just that the fights that I've covered, I don't see a one-unit play there. And I take my one-unit plays very seriously. I take my locks seriously. But they are there. They are there on this card. You just need to head over to lockbetting.com and you'll see what I like here for tonight's card for UFC 270. That's it for me in this edition of The Fight Show. I'll be back with another edition of The Fight Show next week as I will break down the WWE Royal Rumble. That will be taking place next Saturday night. So I'll be looking to drop that podcast around about Thursday. It's not too late to check out the EPL show and Scamessa Italia shows I dropped this week. The lock is still to go in the EPL and the second half of the double lock is still to go here on Scamessa Italia. One thing to look out for tonight, this is going to be the first ever UFC pay-per-view where Joe Rogan has become bigger than the whole company. For those of you guys that follow me on Twitter, you know I love Joe Rogan, you know I love Aaron Rodgers, not just because Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback, because of the, the views and the things that they've said in relation to COVID. Don't want to get too into that. But it'll be interesting to see um, if there's anything different surrounding Joe Rogan tonight. Now he is a worldwide name speaking out against COVID via his podcast, The Joe Rogan Show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.